Inside all things Valor Fights. And a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. I am your host, Tim Loy, joined by my co-host, Justin Watson, Greg Hopkins. Gentlemen, we are coming up on the final event of the year. It is VFC 67. Uh, you know, that is going to be an all amateur card, our last uh, show of the year. And uh, not to uh, speak to a little of that card by any means, but we're going to be shifting gears a little bit in the lead up to it. Uh, with, there's a lot of amateurs on there, a lot of newcomers that we're just going to be learning about for the first time. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll still be doing some interviews and some preview work on that in the coming weeks. But we're going to turn our attention to the BFC uh, Valor Hour year end awards, uh, as it were. So uh, over the coming weeks, we are going to be uh, going over some nominees for each category and uh, we'll put it out there for discussion. We'll narrow it down and then uh, come up with a with the top five nominees. And those uh, will be voted on uh, on on Facebook. You can go to the Valor Hour podcast uh, page as well as the Valor Fights page and you can vote for who you want to win those awards. That will count for 25 percent of our our final tally as uh, Greg, Justin, myself will weigh in at the end of the year with our our own votes as well. Uh, and uh, that's will be how we determine this year's uh, end of the year awards where we've got several we're going to go over, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we get to that, we're going to go into some UFC uh, recaps here because the UFC uh, like us is kind of on a little bit of a hiatus now. So uh, the next three weeks are off weeks, so it doesn't give us much to preview. So we just got the UFC on ESPN 22. You know, it's ESPN plus. I'm sorry. Number 22. It was in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil this past Saturday night. Um, not the most star studded card. I watched it, um, uh, you know, in passing it was on, it was on my television and I was, you know, kind of paying attention to, it, to certain things, but uh, but I wasn't just all the way dialed in on it as uh, as you would be for uh, for a huge card. Uh, just going down the list here, of course, uh, Tracy Cortez takes a unanimous decision over Vanessa Mello. I was on the wrong side of that one. Uh, Ariane Lipsky with a unanimous decision went over Isabella de Padua, who was a extremely short notice replacement. Um, there, uh, man, who was it? She was supposed to fight. She was supposed to fight um, uh, Veronica Macedo, who, according to Tapology, withdrew with severe headaches. So I think I read somewhere about a weight cut issue potentially there too. But uh, Padua uh, performed admirably and went all the rounds, you know, uh, but still comes out on the losing side. Uh, to Lipsky, uh, Douglas Andrade with the unanimous decision win over Hanan Barrao. Randy Brown gets the triangle in the second round over Worley Alves. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo, unanimous decision win over Bobby Green. And uh, let's see, we had Ricardo, uh, was Ricardo Hamos with the first round submission, rear naked choke over Eduardo Garigori. If I had a stone cold lock of the night, that was it. Uh, James Krause with a third round knockout over Sergio Marais uh, rounds out the prelims. Uh, Justin, anything stand out to you on the preliminary card? And that's five consecutive losses for Hinn and Burrell. Yeah. Uh, 
that ties him with Andre Arlovsky and Rashad Evans for the second longest losing streak by a former champion. Wow. Um, just man, it's it's wild to see you know him come from. At one time, he was looked at as you know one of the greatest fighters on the planet, um, and now he's dropped five in a row. Uh, not sure where he goes from here. Might be time to to hang it up. I mean, uh, Silva Dandridge is is no slouch, but um, you know you, you also don't want to see him dropping to you know out of the top fifteen fighting guys there either. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe give him a, a decent name, low in the top ten, and and hope he gets a win and to ride off into the sunset with. But um, that was that was a tough one. Worley Alves, that was his first submission loss. Uh, Randy Brown looked good, um, and then uh, super impressed with uh, with James Krause. You know, he just just turned it on in the second and third round. You know, and got that stoppage there. Um, yeah, going down to Brazil in uh, hostile territory and, uh, and and getting it done like that. Super impressive, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Main card, um, we started it off. Wellington Terman, unanimous decision went over Marcus Perez. I was a loser there. Andre Muniz with a unanimous decision went over Antonio Arroyo. Uh, it was Charles Oliveira with a big knockout over Jared uh, Flash Gordon there. I, I probably would have called that as a submission win for him. But, yeah, Oliveira, first-round knockout, big points. Uh, we had a split draw. Uh, on the main event with uh, with uh, Mauricio Hua over or not over versus Paul Craig, um, I I thought Hua would get that one and uh, and he he just um, he didn't get it done, man. At one point in the first round, I thought Craig was going to knock him out. He was teeing off on him and he never could drop him. Uh, and then we had a split decision uh, win for Jan Blakowicz in the main event over five rounds uh, over Jacare uh, Hinaldo Souza. I wasn't too impressed with that fight. That, that one lost me. I started getting distracted in that one. Um, Justin, your thoughts on this main card? Anything there, really? I mean, I thought the Charles Oliveira win was impressive, but it was just against the guy that he, he was supposed to do that to. Uh, nothing else to me really matters. Yeah, I think that I think you know the consensus was that that Jared Gordon had the striking advantage in the fight, but um, you know Oliveira, I think he. I think he made his UFC debut in like 2010. He's been around for a long time. He was 20 or 21 then. And when he came in, you know, he was one of those guys that was just, you know, he'd, he'd be really impressive one fight and then kind of lackluster the next. And um, he's just really starting to come into his own six straight finishes, uh, you know, so it's time for him to take a big step up, I think. But um, I think he's finished all but one of his fights in the UFC. Uh, you know, all, all, all but one of his wins. So, you know, the guy's a the guy's a killer. He's he's going in there looking for the finish. He's not fighting safe fights. Um, and you know, to get an early knockout like that was was pretty huge. Like you say, um, I think he's second most finishes in in the UFC history, right behind Cerrone. Um, so, you know, super impressed with that one. Um, Paul Craig looked great in the first round. You know, I think he he got a ten eight in the first round, and then. Uh, Shogun won the next two, taking them to a draw. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, Shogun was pretty busted up at the end of the fight. Paul Craig was looked kind of unscathed, uh, but you know it was it just wasn't wasn't the greatest fight. And uh, the main event was one of the worst main events we've seen <laughs> in, in a long time. Yeah, um, it was terrible. Yeah, uh, Jacare he had control for like nine minutes up against the cage, but. Uh, shot for five takedowns and, and couldn't take any. Um, 
Blakovich, I mean, he he had a, a, a significant strike advantage, um, you know, landed some good shots. I guess it was the most impressive thing from Jacare was just that, that he was able to survive some of those big shots where other middleweights have come up and folded, you know, Chris Wadman and, uh, uh, oh, what's his name, the the model. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't think that, that it's the best move for him going up to 205. He's going to get up against some, you know, there's a lot bigger guys than uh, Jan Blahovich. I mean, he's a big dude, but, you know, he's not compared to John Jones or, or, right, you know, Reyes or something like that. I mean, Jacare is going to be way outsized. Um, it's a, it's a much less of a stacked division than 85 is, but, um, you know, I don't think he's got much of a chance at, at, you know, being around the top five there. Um, 85, he might can, can get back to that place. I don't know, but, um, I don't, I don't think this necessarily warrants, uh, Lovich a, a title shot. Uh, or number one contender spot, maybe maybe throw him and Corey Anderson in there and and see what happens uh, to determine a, a number one contender. Yeah, that'd be a fight that they would probably main event on the card, and I would really, really not give any fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that for sure. It could definitely Greg, be boring. Uh, you you didn't get to see much of this card, I know. Uh, any thoughts at all on uh, any any of this? You think uh, your boy Paul yeah. Craig here? He 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 went all the rounds with Hua. Is this a Testament to Paul Craig, or uh, or kind of a knock on Shogun Hua that he doesn't get uh, he doesn't get Paul Craig I, out. I just want to talk about this whole ESPN twenty two ESPN plus twenty two card as a whole. Uh, if you've ever listened to In the Air tonight by Phil Collins, there's a point in time in the song when it breaks down. It's like it's awesome, right? Well, like yeah. that point never fucking came. No, I, I watched right, it right. the card, but. The whole time it was like, I can fit the whole card. And then, like, I listened to it for four hours and nothing fucking ever happened. Yeah. That card sucked. This whole card sucked. Like, I did not enjoy any of it. Uh, I have nothing to say on it except for the fact I think that draw with Shogun, I, I mean, I don't, I, just, I, like, how would you, how would you judge that fight? And then uh, I actually fell asleep during the main event. Like, it was like to, the main event to me compared to a, like, big, time movie that was ever supposed to come out it was like the, the first Incredible Hulk and that movie fucking was awful I fell asleep during that movie uh, like in the theater twice I fell asleep during that fucking fight it was boring as shit I don't I don't know like why did they what was the point of this card like yeah. meet quota at the end of the year like just shine some light on Brazil I don't understand like the whole card was boring like it was just that may have been the luster. that may have been the lowest amount of point DraftKings points I've ever seen uh, scored by someone that went five yeah. full rounds. Yeah, maybe we're just spoiled. Maybe I'm just spoiled by all the super cards they've had now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you would think they would want to go into the holidays on a high note, you know, and that certainly wasn't it. Yeah, that was. Uh, not I'm drawing a total blank now, but somebody somebody that's up around the top seven or eight. Uh, light heavyweight posted a comment on Twitter or something. It was a picture of his wife and his kid asleep, and it said, "I know you guys are pissed off about this main event, but I feel like I should pay some babysitter fees or something. Y'all put my baby to sleep." <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody like Corey Anderson. But it wasn't Corey Anderson. I, I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap up uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 22. We'll go ahead and put that thing to to bed. And uh, move on to uh, our, our topic of the evening. So 
Uh, as we said at the beginning, uh, we are going to dive into the awards for the post-fight. I'm sorry, the uh, end of the year, if you will, uh, for for the Valor uh, uh, pros. We're going to get into the amateurs uh, toward at the very end of the year, but we're going to let the results of the December card shake out first and see if anyone shines and puts their name into the hat for some of these. So uh, looking at the pro uh, categories uh, that we'll, we'll be doing a pro uh, fighter of the year, a pro fight of the year, a, uh, <clears throat> a professional knockout of the year, professional submission of the year. So those will be the categories that our uh, pros will be in exclusively. And then um, we'll do the same thing for the amateurs and then we'll combine the amateurs and the pros together for a, uh, for a newcomer of the year, uh, rookie of the year, and uh, like a most improved type thing. So we'll get into all that later. For but for tonight, we're just going to tackle the professional knockouts uh, of 2019 since the pros are done for the year. Uh, I've come up with with 11 here that are kind of worth talking about, uh, and then at the end here, I'd like to kind of whittle this thing down to uh, to uh, to five, and then we'll put those five over to vote on uh the social media and uh when uh, we go through all the categories here uh here in a couple weeks we uh will have the final the final verdict so uh like to just kind of go i guess we'll go kind of go through chrono chronological order guys we started the year in uh january of course at the knoxville coliseum big show to start the year off a lot of pro fights that was vfc 54 and uh, there are five knockouts on that card alone. Th that card had more knockouts than any uh, of the whole year, um, for sure, were, were on this card. So uh, the first one, of course, uh, David Robbins came in at 1-0, taking on the pro-debuting Deshaun Middleton and catches him with a beautiful uh, liver kick. Uh, you know, liver is a kick to the liver there that, that put down Deshaun Middleton 57 seconds in. Uh, also, Keith Olsen landed a 14-second body shot that dropped Tim Boyle that same night. Uh, that was, This was like the night of the body shots, I think, because uh, right after that, we got Chris Ocon, who uh, after a back-and-forth back and battle with Tyler Edwards, he catches a one-hitter-quitter body shot uh, on uh, Tyler Edwards. And then uh, the big boys came next. It was Harry Hunsucker with a 50-second knockout uh, over big, sexy, big, big sexy uh, Billy Swanson that night. And then uh, rounding it out for that night's uh, knockouts, it was Jason King with a uh, one minute and 10 second head kick over uh, the always tough Jason Wolf. So, you know, thinking back on those guys, any thoughts, uh, you know, first uh, Robbins with that liver shot uh, uh, kick to Deshaun Middleton. Greg, any thoughts? Uh you just went through a bunch real quick there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back through each of them here. I was just kind of rounding off that event. Yeah, you just – that was just – is that like the first portion or is there's a lot more over there? We've got five uh, more. To go. I, okay. Uh, as far as those go, uh, I mean, liver shot was good. Uh, Olsen's body shot was uh, was, uh, uh, was pretty devastating right there. Uh, the the Hunsucker over Swanson was really loud, and that that um <clears throat> that was a earth shaking moment right there in the Joe. The head yeah, kick yeah, that was one that, that kind of silenced the crowd there, you know. Yeah, it, it, it really did. And then the the King, we we were still doing the King head kick over. Wolf yeah, yeah, Jason King that same night. That was the last uh, last knockout of the night, and uh, and it was another pretty one, man. You know, it was uh, it, it was you know Jason King. He laid him out there. I think uh, 
I mean, it's right now between those those right there. I'm looking at a Olsen's body shot to boil or a King's head kick to Wolf for this front runner as as of that as of now. Yeah, I have a hard time disagreeing with those. Uh, you know, I think that uh, the King head kick over Jason Wolf to me certainly makes the final cut. Um, I think that uh, you know there there's an argument for that that body shot to Tim Boyle as well from Keith Olsen. Uh, Justin, you know, you judge all these fights. Uh, you know, uh, any of those kind of, uh, you know, stick out in your memory from that night and nearly a year ago? Yeah, man, all of them do really, you know, it's, it's hard to, to land a fight in the body shot. Uh, you don't see it all that often, but, um, you know, the two biggest ones were, were dead KOs, you know, Unsucker over Swanson and, uh, Jason King over, over Wolf. Um, those were, you know, both guys were, were out cold, so. As far as knockout goes, uh, you know, those to me are, are the top two because they were complete knockouts, you know. Sure. Uh, up next, we moved on to Valor 57, and uh, it was David Robbins getting a big knockout uh, two minutes and 25 seconds in over Jason Wolf. Uh, his uh, a little bit differently. Uh, he, you know, he, he dropped him uh, and then and then he followed up with one more real heavy shot from the top. Uh, to put him out in that one, uh, did, uh, either of you guys uh, recall that one uh, in, in your memory? In your memory, uh, vividly. I need to rewatch that one. I don't. I don't remember that one, but um, but I need to go back and, and rewatch that one. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Robbins over Jason Wolf. Yes, is that who we're talking about? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That that fight went completely different. I thought that was going to be like a grappling match. I thought Jason Wolf's takedowns were going to actually trump. You know. David's wrestling and he was going to be able to get that advantage, but I thought like David was going to get a submission and it ended up kicking him in the liver. And, uh, you know, Jason just kind of went straight down. I, did he follow, he followed up. What did he follow up with? Uh, he followed up with just a big right hand from what I recall, just a big right hand. He, he was on the ground and then the, you know, the, he landed one more good one from the top and he, and they was out. Yeah. I, I would, I'd have to rule that one out of the, out of, I like I liked his uh, Middleton knockout better. Yeah, yeah, those ones where it's like the one hitter quitter are much more memorable, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. That brings us to the next one, which, in my opinion, certainly has to make the cut. And this was at the Smoky Stadium show. Uh, it was Valor uh, 59, and it was only nine seconds it took for Hope Chase, who, who's now an Invicta. Uh, man, she came down here, made her Valor debut, and she was like a house of fire, like crazy energy. And uh, nine seconds it took uh, for her to get a big knockout over Morgan Hickam, and, and now she's on her way. She's got Her next one was an Invicta. Uh, Justin, you remember that one? Absolutely, man. She came in like a wrecking ball. Um, I think that one that one will definitely probably be up in the top five. How about you, Greg? Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, that that one absolutely. I was like literally thinking as we were going through this, like I know for one hundred percent fact there is a female fighter this year who absolutely like just shocked me out of nowhere. Like I like I didn't know who she was or anything yet, and. Uh, well, I mean, I just remember her hearing her name, Hope Chase. Like, that could sell. You know, that's a, I mean, that's a cool name, too, just to top it off. And then when she came out there and fought Morgan Hicken, Hickman on her debut, and, uh, oh. Vic and Morgan was, was an undefeated violent. amateur at this point. 5-0. and oh. Yeah, yeah. 5-0. and oh. And uh, that's, I mean, I picked her to win, and Hope just came out. Who did Hope lose to? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, that's no doubt. That, that must have been a, uh, yeah, a real handful. Dog yeah. fight right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, like Justin said, definitely top five right there. You know, definitely. 
Yeah, I have to I have to put that one in uh, in there for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, the next one, we move all the way into Nashville. It was VFC 65. And in this one, uh, man, this was a very anticipated fight. These guys, uh, they threw in the pocket and both landed some big shots. But it was Bubba, the Bad News Cruz, who stored the big knockout over uh, Crazy Kyle Lee at a minute and 13 seconds. And uh, like I said, these guys, they were both in the middle traded. They both went into the breach and uh, and both landed some big shots. Uh, Lee landed a big one on Bubba, too. But Bubba, uh, you know, we withstood it and uh, fired back and drops uh, Kyle Lee. Uh, Greg, you think this one uh, makes the top five? I do because uh, I believe that Kyle Lee was uh, he was out when he hit the ground, uh, and when he got, I, yeah, obviously that one's got to make it. I'm this is hard to pick from because you're just you're going through them, and uh, I just they're all coming back to me. And uh, but those are my as far as we've been concerned right now. That you got that's my top four or five right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, once we go through all of them, we'll go back through, and I'm just going to get each of your top fives, and I'll give my top five, gotcha. and we'll see what, what kind of lines up. Justin, uh, what about uh, you? You weren't in Nashville for that one. Did you get a chance to catch the video of it? Yeah, yeah, I saw that one on, on Flow Combat. That one was impressive to me because even though it was only a minute and 13 seconds, you know, Kyle Lee started out strong. I mean, I kind of think that, um, you know, he, he was bringing the pressure in the beginning and and maybe had had the advantage uh, Cruz was kind of almost looked like he was surprised. And then he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going <laughs> to lay into you. And, and yeah, Kyle Lee just, you know, face planted. So that was a big one. And then uh, we got three more to go, guys. And uh, they're all coming off of our very last show. So these should all be in your memories more than more than any of the others. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Tommy Theo, Tommy Theo Karras, the Greek warrior from Canada. 16-second knockout over Billy Combs, lands a uh, head kick that uh, drops Billy and then follows it up with one more big crushing uh, uh, punch that put Billy out. Uh, certainly impressive. Um, it, 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 in my opinion, it gets lost in the shuffle a little bit just with the, the strength of competition in some of the other bouts. Uh, your opinion, Greg? Uh, yeah, anyone you're going to name off of this list, uh, I was going to toss that one out there. I didn't, I'm sorry to get it back to you earlier that Theo Karras is uh, early 14, 15, 16 second knocking out, whatever that was at the time. Uh, it seemed a lot sooner than that because as soon as he hit Billy, Billy dropped. And uh, uh, that's definitely on the top five. That's got to be the bus. And the guy's coming from Canada down here. He came in here for a reason. He wants to get recognized. Uh, and uh, I think we need to recognize that knockout. And he obviously got to be in the top five. Okay. Your thoughts, Justin? That one's, uh, you know, obviously it was the knockout was over the the uh, shallowest of competition there, but um, you know, the sure, sure. carries coming in like 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 uh, Greg said, you know, coming all the way from Canada, and um, he came to make a point, and he did it, and um, that was next to Olsen's. That was the fastest knockout of the year. That is true. That is true. There's something to be said for that. Well, no, um, the uh, the Hope Chase one was was not. Nice. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot yeah. about the Hope Chase. Yeah. So third fastest of the year, um, second fastest actual knockout. You know. Right. 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 Body shot. So. 
Um, up next, uh, this one is on the fringe for me. I thought we'd discuss it just because it was awesome, but uh, I don't know if it'll make the top five. Uh, still uh, very solid. It was uh, Jamie O.J. Driver in four minutes and 40 seconds over Morgan Hickam, that same card. Another fight where both ladies had their moments. It was a firefight. Jamie dropped her at one point uh, against the cage and then finished her off with strikes. So it wasn't kind of like, you know, your one hitter quitter, but it was still uh, impressive all the same. Justin. Yeah, you don't see a ton of knockouts, you know, in in professional women's MMA. Um, so w- when they do happen, they kind of stand out. But um, you know, I think Driver was was pretty dominant, um, especially there towards the end of the fight. You know, once she once she found her range and and her rhythm and started landing, uh, you know, she she pretty much took control. Um, you know, if the referee wouldn't have jumped in, uh, Hickam would have been out cold. So um, that was definitely a, a good good knockout. Greg, yeah, uh, that was impressive. Jamie Driver coming back after a uh, after a tough fight against Olivia Parker, but um, I just don't know if uh, if that fight trumps the uh, the Hope Chase fight either, as far as the female one goes, but or as far as top five goes, and breaks an impressive knockout, you know, and finish as it was. But I don't know if it if I classified it as top five. And then our final one uh, that we're going to cover tonight from the same card, it was Jason King at two minutes, 43 seconds, a head kick over Brian Jackson. This one tainted a little bit because it, it was pretty, you know, Brian Jackson, he slumped over after the head kick, but then like the referee stoppage was so funky that it made it kind of like anticlimactic when he finished him off with that one other punch. Uh, your thoughts, Greg? What, what, which one is it? We're talking about again. We're talking about uh, King J- Jason King Jackson. and Brian Jackson. That was that was the uh, Muay Thai fight, right? No, it was MMA. Oh, was it? I thought they did, they did a Muay Thai fight. Uh, oh, Brian Jackson. I was thinking of uh, Middleton. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that was a. I don't know. I watched that fight over and over again, and when it hit it, like the the foot, like barely just crisp moving, and Jason's just so crisp on his uh, stand up. I, I mean, he's obviously impressive every time he goes out there, but uh, I like his. Uh, I like his head kick over Jason Wolf better than I did the uh, the Jackson because he was really classy in both of them. But uh, I like the finish better in uh, uh, VSC 54 than I did on VSC VSC 66. I would agree there, Justin. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. You know, this one was um, he definitely anybody else almost would have would have thrown an, another shot or two in once Jackson hit the ground and really put a staple on it. But Jason knew you know it wasn't any point. Um, I don't think it was a bad stoppage necessarily. I don't think Jackson was out. Uh, a lot of fighters also would have gotten up from that and, and, you know, still could have fought two more rounds. But, um, you know, Jason knew that, that Jackson pretty much at that point, he was, he knew that he didn't want any more, so he wasn't going to get up, I think. But, um, but it's always classy to see somebody land a shot like that and, and not go in and, and take advantage of a situation that they don't have to, you know? Most definitely. So for me, uh, my top five, I think it's safe for me to eliminate uh, the, that last one there because I'm going to use Jason King's uh, head kick over Wolf. Uh, I'm going to eliminate the Jamie Driver fight as well. Uh, and then um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take out the Robins over Wolf one. Um, and uh, that leaves me with a couple more I still need to get rid of. I guess I would uh, probably get rid of the Ocon one. Um I, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not go with Thea Karras here, just with strength of competition, and so that gives my top five. I'm gonna go with the Bubba Cruz uh, KO. I'm gonna go with Hope Chases. 
I'm going to go with Jason King's head kick over Wolf. I'm going to go with David Robbins' liver shot to Middleton. And I'm going to go with the Keith Olsen body shot to Tim Boyle as my top five. How about you, Justin? Um, pretty much the same. I've got uh, Robbins over Middleton, Hunsucker over Swanson, Chase over Hickam, King over Wolf, and Cruz over Lee. Okay, so the only difference for you is you've got Hunsucker and not Olsen. Right, yep. Okay, Greg, you're, uh, you're top five. All right, let me look at him real quick. I'm going to have to go with, let's see, five. Let's see, I'm going to go with Olsen, body shot to Bull. Okay. I'm going to go King, headshot to Wolf. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Chase over Hickam. Okay. Cruz over Lee. Okay. And I'm going to go Theo Karras over Combs. Okay, so it's safe to say that we can agree on um it looks like for sure that the hope chase and morgan hickam win is definitely going to make the cut bubba cruises is definitely going to make the cut as well uh looks like jason king a uh, head kick over uh, jason wolf will definitely make the cut um the uh day greg you did say the david robbins liver shot to middleton no no no, no, you no did not. I, I i do well you said Hunsucker. Said, no, you I said, said, um, I said Olsen over, and Thea Karras. Yeah, Olsen over Boyle. And then I said Thea Karras over Combs. And I'll stick with – actually, you know what? I mean, yeah, I'd rather stick with that right there. Okay. So, essentially, uh, we know that we've got three of them kind of locked down. That leaves two of them kind of out there uh, on the table here. It looked like um, two of us uh, liked the Olsen uh, body shot. Um so that one will go in there, and that leaves uh, the debate be well, no, the Robin's liver shot two of us liked. That was me and Justin, so uh, that'll be the five, it looks like, with the uh, only one vote going to the Hunsucker one and only one vote going to Tommy Theo. So looks like our top five between us will be David Robbins with the liver shot to Deshaun Middleton, Keith Olsen with the body shot to Tim Boyle, Jason King, the head kick over Jason Wolf. Hope Chase uh, with a knockout over Morgan Higgum in nine seconds, and then Bubba Cruz with a knockout over Kyle Lee in Nashville. Those will be the top five. We will put those to a vote uh, starting tomorrow. You can go to the uh, Valor Hour page and the Valor Fights page and put your votes in there. And your vote, uh, the public, if you will, will comprise uh, a quarter of the the final vote, which will will come down to uh, the three of us, and then the public will have their say as well. So next week, gentlemen, we'll jump in to the submission of the year for the pros. And there were some good ones. Uh, You know, we'll have to, you know, kind of compile a list like this one. I'll kind of come up with another top 10 or so and whittle it down uh, as well as the pro fight of the year. So and there's there's several real good ones to choose from there. Uh, So I'm excited for it. Uh, You know, we'll 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 dive on into the amateurs here in, in a couple weeks. Uh, and we'll have awards to present to the winners uh, at, at the uh, at the events in December and January. So that is going to do it. Oh, one more thing, I guess, before we before we wrap up, guys, I want to uh, send a uh, some condolences and uh, some good vibes out. Uh, there was a, a horrific uh, car crash here this past weekend, unfortunately, and um, one of our ring girls. Uh, Leah Scroggins uh, was uh, unfortunately uh, passed as a result of some uh, really bad injuries from that car wreck. So uh, heavy hearts here this week. Uh, Of course, it's all very tight 
community here in this MMA world where we see each other, you know, once a month for a couple of days every month. And you, you get used to seeing these people and being around them. And uh, and then uh, before you know it, things change. So it's uh, it's it's uh, heavy on our hearts here. Our thoughts go out to Leah Scroggins family. Uh, very sweet girl. Very, very uh, nice, bright and, uh, you know, really enjoyed doing the ring card thing. Uh, also passenger in that vehicle, Lorenzo Bingham, who, uh, you know, Lorenzo uh, survived uh, the wreck, but he is in critical condition still uh, with some pretty serious injuries, uh, you know, lacerated uh, you know, in organs and uh, broken hip and just uh, in real bad shape. So Lorenzo is one of those uh, unsung heroes, man. You can't do the show without him, but you, you unless you're there, like you don't know he's there. You know, he, he, he puts up the cage. He takes down the cage. He uh, runs the cameras. Uh, Greg, you work with him uh, doing the production, you know, every show. Yeah. Uh, always a big smile on his face. And uh, just a guy that is, uh, you know, happy to be there, happy to be a part of the team and, and a guy that's been with us for for several years. And so uh, good vibes. Uh, go out for fast healing uh, for uh, Mr. Lorenzo Bingham. Hopefully he comes out of this. Uh, uh, Greg, uh, Justin, anything you guys want to add to that? No, I just want to shout out to like condolences and everything. Just my heart's out with the family. I couldn't imagine, you know, I mean, I, I lost a, a close love one last year. I don't know. Every time I read it online, it's like, damn, I can't believe that happened. It's real upsetting to think about all the time. I hate to at the end of the show on this note too, but uh, yeah, just uh, uh, and to, as far as everything else goes, Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo, I uh, hope he can, you know, we're you know, he's in that medically, you know, he's that, that, that induced coma right now. And, uh, I just, you know, hopefully he can, he can make it through, he can come through and, you know, hopefully have a you know, 100% recovery and be able to come back and be the same Lorenzo that we've always known and loved. So, you know, good, you know, everything to him, man. Justin, you, uh, you know, you, uh, you're on the other side of things, uh, judging and whatnot. So I don't know that you work with these people as closely as uh, Greg and I do. Uh, but uh, are you familiar with either of these, these, uh, fine, fine young people? Yeah, definitely. Lorenzo, you know, he's, he's usually up in the, in the, uh, the tree stand next to me, uh, with his camera and, you know, got a chance to talk to him quite a bit. It's just, uh, I mean, it's crazy, you know, just, just stuff like this happens and, you know, you just, you just don't believe it. Um, I don't know, man, it's, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. I, I just, you know, condolences to all the family and, um, you know, I hope Lorenzo can pull through and, and make it out of this, but, um, uh, it's just a terrible, terrible situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make sure you, uh, you hug your loved ones, guys. You never know, uh, you know, when, when things like this can happen, of course, I'm sure no one had any sort of, uh, foresight of, of this happening and, and, and just in an instant, you know, things can, can go, uh, fucked. So, uh, uh as we've all said, condolences to the family of, uh, Miss Scroggins and, uh, you know, good vibes uh, for, uh, for some fast healing there for, uh, our boy Lorenzo Bingham. Uh, hate to end it on that note, but we will keep you guys updated on uh, Lorenzo in the coming uh, weeks because, uh, you know, we, we've all got hope that he's going to he's going to pull out of this thing uh, till next week. Uh, I appreciate you guys for joining us. Of course, thanks to my co-host, Justin Watson, Greg Hopkins. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Valor Hour wherever you listen to your uh, fine podcast. Uh, be it on Stitcher or iTunes or iHeartRadio, any of that good stuff. Uh, make sure you, uh, you you share it and let's let's keep this thing growing. Until uh, next week, I'm Tim Loy signing out for the Valor Hour. We'll see you next time. Bye.
This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Another news that was brought up that I haven't really gotten into in any of my platforms and really don't care to, but I feel a little bit of obligation to do it, is the workout of Colin Kaepernick and the circus atmosphere that took place. This was done in the event of litigation of a collusion case that no one had decided this guy. Well, there was a workout that the league did something that is unprecedented. We had a workout. 25 teams showed up, but we're not going to. Colin Kaepernick says, we're not going to have this workout here. We want to go somewhere else where the media can see it and do it. Well, the league, the Falcons, set it up, had it all done. And, again, it was a dog and pony show. So, less teams attended. They did. Then there becomes the brouhaha about a waiver that he signed. Again, more propaganda that's coming out. So, you know out there, every player that works out signs an injury waiver. Every single one. I've done hundreds of them. And that's the first thing you do. You sign it. You file it. That's that. There's no workout before he even change into his workout clothes. It's signed. Okay? So, again, the uninformed will say, oh, they made him sign a waiver. What is that? They make everybody sign. Everybody that works out signs a waiver. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.